to five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Rainbows high and deep into the end zone. And it is caught. Caught. Caught for a touchdown. A leaping touchdown catch. Here he goes. He'll be chased and he is gone. 97 yards. Does he get both feet in right here at the end, Jim? What are they going to roll? it? he caught it? Touchdown! He did what? He did what? He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. We're seeing another spectacular effort by Marino, who fires. Touchdown! Oh, that's loose. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. Says a prayer. two drinks in let's talk some pigskin this is our episode about pork rinds everybody no long awaited i'm here to talk to you about chicharrones oh okay cut up nice fried nice the skin is so crispy chicharrones they don't really tell you that part that's a song from uh, it's actually keep talking dirty to me thank you Buena Vista Social Club's (laughs) first album yeah they don't tell you about how chicharrones and pork skin are made of ground up footballs they don't tell you that part on the bag. Pork chop is just sliced football. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, the footballs are solid. They slice them. They put it oh on the grill. I guess we should probably introduce the subject <laughs> matter here, which is to say, so this is the show swap episode. Yes. This is a, we are not simultaneous catch. If you couldn't tell. But we, for the moment, for the next, however long we can sustain this. Oh, Lord, yeah. <laughs> Our simultaneous catch. Yeah. So I'm John. I'm Gabe. I'm Chris. And we're uh, Them's the Facts. We're the hosts of Them's the Facts on the Pocket Podcast Network. And we are here for this bonus, 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 bonus episode of cool. Simultaneous Catch. Yes. Yeah, so, were you hoping one of us would say it with you right there? And it didn't no, no, no. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't know if there was like an echo thing you were going for, but I feel like you had a pretty cover on your I thought about repeating it on episode, but it just. Oh, like, no, that would have taken so too, long. Too much. Yeah. Too much time. Um, so yeah, everyone on the network did a show swap. We are swapping two simultaneous catch. Who's, who's us this week? Like, how is the... No 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 Dice Dice did us. us. No Dice was us, and then simultaneous catch themselves were, uh, I don't remember. One of them did sorted. One of them did sorted. The other one is doing too much schoolwork to do anything else. Yeah, they sorted the NFL, uh, mascots. So, so given that we are not, uh, knowledgeable enough on football to do a whole episode of a football podcast... I think we kind of have like, kind of some like addendum or not addendums, uh, itinerary items yes. Yes. that are just like, you know, things we can discuss with some coherence. And we watch like three episodes or three episodes, episodes of the three episodes of football. <laughs> That's on, literally no. yeah. All right. Three, okay. To be fair, no, no, no. We're the fact that the I stop myself so quickly at least means that I don't actually think they're called episodes, and no one will spend like even a quarter second of their life thinking I think they're called episodes of football. No, we watched like three football games in mixed configurations because some of us were here at different times. We watched the international friendlies that are going on in South America right now. Stop. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh no. No, Chris, do you actually have a, the list this, up this of the an, three? This isn't a football podcast? Oh, boy. So, so John and I watched Next. in full Patriots... I should, I should say this is Week 12 games. Yes, Week 12 games. Uh, we had a lot of... Because of like holiday issues and stuff, we had some trouble trying to do recording earlier, so... That's why this seems a little bit like... Yeah, we're like a week behind. Basically, yeah. But we watched the Week 12 Cowboys-Patriots game, the Four Knives-Packers game is what John and I watched together. And then all three of us watched the Ravens-Rams game that was on the 25th, which was the Monday game. And one of those games was not like the others. Yes, that's for sure. And I also say... I'll talk about them a little bit. I also watched all of the Thanksgiving Day games because I had 
nothing else going on in my house besides cooking. So I had them on all the time. I was cooking, and Gabe came to my house, and we ate smoked turkey legs. That wow. was great. Yes. Is there one yeah. saved for me? I should have done that. I can't believe that. For once, oh, I y'all ate something for leftovers. Oh, man. <laughs> man, that was a definitely different presentation of turkey that I'm used to, and I definitely <laughs> liked it better. It was less dry and bland than turkey has been for most of my life. Um, which is, it was very good. Yes. So let's try this. Let's, let's try. see how this goes. Let's, let's try to football for a so, bit. And also, Gabe did watch the highlights of yeah, the Yeah, I watched like the, yeah. First so we just have those. Highlights. Okay, we'll start with <laughs> Cowboys-Patriots. And here's what I'm going to say first off. If you don't super, if you're not super into football, and I'm like, I'm pretty into it, but only I'm, enough to like watch it, I'm not okay. to like analyze it yeah. super. Um, the games that have like really good defensive teams are so boring sometimes. They can be, yeah. They can be. If you're if you're watching the defense really good, but unless like someone's offense is just incredible but great to watch the defense mess with, I feel like it does get a little bit boring. Like the defense can be fun if it's like defenses are like doing stuff besides just like three and outs happening. If there's a lot of just like three and outs, like they just nobody's moving the ball, and finally right. someone does, and that's like decides the game. It gets hard to watch sometimes. I think the most interesting thing about that game specifically, there were no touchdowns scored, right? In, in no, there had to be one for the Patriots because they have thirteen, so they had to score at least one. I thought they okay. They scored one, I think. Okay, okay. Because that would be one, and then two more. No, but two I thought field they goals. scored like a safety and then like two field goals. That still wouldn't end up at 13. But I can check the box. I have all these games check, up yeah, so check, I can double check, check the box, box scores. Score. Yeah, yeah, they scored one touchdown right near the beginning. It might have been right before you got to my house. That was probably right That's before probably what it was. House, yes. You probably missed that. So yes, after that, it was all field goals. All field goals, yeah. This was also the game where it was raining super bad. Yes. And I was asking why anybody was even trying to kick the ball. Yeah. Because it was. There were a lot of missed field goals that game. Yeah, because the, it's so hard to kick with the way the weather was that I just didn't I didn't understand why people weren't just going for it on fourth because it was better honestly in the end than trying to kick it like I don't know that really annoyed me and I'm really triggered by kickers that are bad since Tech is currently struggling with that and I'm yes. a Panthers fan so it's been a whole ordeal for me that whole thing it's so just ugh. it's interesting you brought up the whole like. It's really boring to watch games where both teams just are really good defensively and nothing happens. Well, I, I want to have done that with, like, I don't think the Cowboys are that great defensively. They're just, like, not great on offense. And the Patriots' offense is, like, everybody's basically dead right now. Like, their whole team's just, like, dying. So it's only yeah. defense happening is the problem I was having. I felt like it was a very bad officiating game, too. Well, that's the a, NFL. Yeah. Hot that's, take. That's, that's fair. That's fair, but... That that tripping call that like basically oh, ended the game for the I Cowboys. was gonna get to the there were two of those yeah two tripping calls that made no sense at all so I I did look up a few random things just because I got curious about it and I'm yeah. pretty sure I read that tripping only occurs 0.9 percent of all penalties and wow. there were there were two in that one game yeah that's ridiculous which so basically I think it was in that game it was like eight percent of penalties were just tripping and it was only on the Cowboys and they were both like total ghost calls yeah absolutely and then Jerry Jones has the gall. To, is this an explicit podcast? This is an explicit podcast. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, uh, Jerry Jones has the gall to like call out his coach for what was honestly probably bad officiating. Like his name is Jerry Jones, right? Yeah. Okay. You don't make the coach is Jason Garrett, who should have been fired, but Jerry is weird and won't fire people. But then, like. So you think so you think he should have been fired over there? I think he should have been fired like a couple years ago anyway. Okay. I think he's squandering what the Cowboys have. Okay. Now here's what's interesting. The Cowboys have not beaten any team that has a winning record yet. Really? Yeah, they're one of those teams that's beating up on all the people that are not good and then losing all the games that really matter. And that trend continued this last week, the game after we watched. They yeah, lost again uh, to a winning team. What who do they play? Uh I have to look at it again. I, I oh yeah, the Bills. That's who they played on Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah, so they lost that game. So they still haven't beat anyone that's like in theory good. So they're just a straight up middle of the road. They're six right and now. six. So yeah. Yeah, exactly middle of the road. This was a a week for losses. Though, but I interrupted you. Days. No, that's fine. That's fine. I was just I was mentioning. Uh, it's interesting because one thing I've heard brought up for like a lot of people, the reason why they enjoy watching college football specifically, we've talked about this before. 
is they like college football because they like they play isn't quite as tight, so there aren't as many games where there's more defense happening. And, and, and things are very unpredictable like, stuff. Stagnant. Because offense yeah. is always and more fun. The game is more explosive. Yeah. 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 But um, except when defense is more fun. Case in point. Miracle on Techwood, but I think we can talk about that later. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's time, there are times defense is more fun. The problem is, over the stretch of a whole game, unless you're super into a sport, typically the defensive types aren't yeah. very, like, you know, like, they aren't the sexy thing. Right. Like, unless well, I will say, defensive baseball can be pretty damn sexy. Well, so it can, but, like, for example, like, the whole, unless you're into it, baseball is a good example. Like, yeah. the, the idea of, like, Pitching mind games isn't that cool until you're actually into it. Like, right. and that's the problem baseball always has is it's kind of already like a very defensive game. Yeah, absolutely. So like until the home run stuff started happening, it, that's why I bored a lot of people because it's like it's mainly like mind games for twenty five percent of the game. No well, matter I, what. I think that's also why for a while there, America couldn't quite get into soccer because it's one of the lowest scoring games out there. I really believe this. So I believe that yeah. Americans are too impatient, and because they hate the idea of a draw. Yeah. Which is a standard thing in soccer, but like, um, yeah. So I don't, I don't remember. There was something alluded to about us kind of discussing like our how much football we've reasonably like watched before, like where, like where we're all coming from on this one. Do you want to like get through all the games and Let's then get do through that? All the games. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how we're structuring. We're gonna this do that after. Let's just get through all like the games. Free, yeah, like a context for the rest of it. Okay, cool. We could keep going then. Yeah. The yeah. only other thing that annoyed me is I know enough about football to know like schemes and play calls and yeah. i was very perplexed by the cowboys being bad at that yeah it just i didn't understand what they were doing 90 percent of the time but maybe someone that knows more than i do would understand it mm-hmm. but they don't seem to use i don't know their best person is definitely ezekiel elliott i'm not sold on dak prescott and i never will be because that was the quarterback of uh Ole miss when we or Mississippi State when we destroyed them in the Orange Bowl uh, years yes. ago. So I've always made fun of Dak. So I'm a little biased there, but <laughs> they just seem to be trying to do too much on Dak, and I just haven't been convinced that he's a real commodity yet. But Zeke, I think, is, and I don't know. They, they can't get anything done. I mean, that was the epitome of the game that's just unsurprising. Oh, Patriots win, you know? Yeah, also that. Like, it's... You know, as a resident of Atlanta, I am always going to harbor a lot of hatred for the Patriots. <laughs> That's fair. It, it was a... Uh, we all will. 28-3. I think... 28-3 at the end of the first half of that fucking Super Bowl. I, I remember this, too. This was uh, rough. I mean, we I, could talk about the Falcons being garbo. Oh, God, man. They're out of contention already, completely. They've been for the beginning of the season. Like, fully TBH. Now. Fully now. Oh, it's, I just, just, it's embarrassing. It's really incredible how little I have to know about football to, like, harbor some negativity towards the Patriots, and there are reasons See, the other thing is the fan base. It's too. also funnier because you're from Jersey, and that's kind of like... It, that makes it getting, it's almost getting yeah. there. But it's just like, it doesn't matter, man. Like, like it, how much more boring of a thing... Like, if, you, if you're rooting for the team that wins the most, there's no excitement. There's no, we really did it to them this time. They just understand. watch them win over and over. It's like jerking. A dear off. friend of mine who was like more into sports than I was uh, from grad school said that cheering for people like the Yankees, the Patriots, and Real Madrid was like cheering for the Empire in Star Wars. And it's just like... It depends. <laughs> I think it does depend because like I can see... The problem I have with the Patriots is they're all kind of garbage people. Yeah, but that's the like, other thing. But I, you can't deny that Bill Belichick is a genius. He, he's a genius, but he's an evil genius. Yeah, and like I don't know, like. And the the thing is, there's a certain cockiness of Patriots fans. Oh yeah, that, that, that's that, for sure. Like that, I just can't stand. They're like, yeah, we are always going to be this good. And we will continue to be this good forever. But I think there could be different and reasons people did, gravitate. Did I mentioned that the Super Bowl party I was at was hosted by a Patriots fan. Mm. That does. I mean, it, I, I, mm. Dan is never going to listen to this, but I, I love this man to death. I cannot stand his mm. his football team. <laughs> it just it it is really just like the most. It would it would bore me. I I. Would get bored being like, oh, well, I, I guess my boys won again. And it's like, I, I was never like, there's no tension. There's no like point at which it's in question, which is where like uh, narrative comes from. And we'll like, certainly talk more about this specifically later. Yeah. But that's like why I still manage to watch clean old fashioned hate every year. Because like there's still, even though I know I'm probably going to be disappointed, it's still entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's try this 49ers Packers one, which was the 49ers 
are really good at defense, yes. but they actually managed to score also. So it was more entertaining. And but yeah. I kind of like I kind of like Aaron Rodgers. So I, I feel like, bad I, about I, it. I like the dude. He seems like a nice guy. I'm, and a good player with a good arm. You know. The thing I like about this 49ers team, well, the thing I'm bitter about is they have the head coach the Falcons should have because they have our offensive coordinator from the Super Bowl year, which was the real reason we got to the Super Bowl, not Dan Quinn. Right. Hashtag fire Dan Quinn, please. Um, <laughs> but, like, the thing I like about the 49ers is besides their quarterback, I really don't know anyone that's on their team at yeah, all. But I, they're, like, stupid I good. I about the 49ers. That's kind of what I like about watching it was, I like, I have no idea who – 80% of these people are because I only watch the NFL like a surface level mainly. Mm-hmm. I like that. I can name like six people on the Packers even though I don't really care about them. I can name one Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so but I couldn't name anyone on the 49ers team until Chris told me the name of the quarterback. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Was this what you were talking to me about? The, okay, anyway. That's anyway. up to John if that's disclosed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll leave that off mic for now. <laughs> uh, but basically, this was, so this was an interesting game for me to watch because it was the first time where, as someone who hasn't watched a lot of football, I was like, oh, that guy's really like, like got it going. Like this I, guy. I think you're confusing this with the Ravens game. You might be. Are you sure? The 49ers, I remember being like, is it the game you sat with us and watched? Or are you talking about the other game you yes, watched? Highlights? Not, no, we're not. I cannot. Game. You're, you're, you're mixing it up. Okay, because I, I was like, I remember seeing the Packers and being like, oh, okay, this is like a. I don't know. I just remember that they were on the screen, mm-hmm. but I guess I'm wrong. I guess that was well. That was when you and I watched watching. it. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm talking about the next one. We'll, we'll get to mm-hmm. it. But like. I don't remember as much about that game because it just kind of was like over in the first like I'm gonna yeah. look at the box score again, but I'm pretty sure yeah I'm pretty sure you and I both knew it was over in the like second quarter and stopped caring Absolutely. as much. Absolutely, we definitely stopped caring as much. I definitely started. Yeah, it was 23-0 at the end of the second quarter. So mm-hmm. I think at that point, nice. John and I were just kind of like like getting out. wasted after that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, because there's no more tension. It's just 23. Well, yeah. I mean, there is. You can come back. I mean, but. they they scored like Green Bay scored yeah. in the third, but like it just never felt like For anything was gonna happen like after that. Might it might happen, but then it, then 49ers scored again. Like, I remember Aaron Rodgers playing okay, but nobody else doing, like, anything pretty mm-hmm. much after, like, the game started. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the box score again because I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to see if I literally know any of these names on the 49ers, and the only one I recognize is Jimmy Garoppolo and all these other people I have no idea who they are. I remember George Kittle because I liked his name. This one really feels like it came down to who had the better defense. Like, it did, and, and the, the 49ers defense has been really yeah, good this year. Exactly. There's been like, I think there's three teams right now that have like a stupid good defense, and I think it's been, if I remember correctly, it's the Patriots, the 49ers, and the Ravens have had yeah. really stupid good defenses lately. I also like this dude's name that's Debo Samuel. That's just a good name. Debo is a good name. His first name is Debo? Yeah, I'm seeing if anybody else has it. I'm seeing who has the best name on the, oh, I know Nick Bosa because at college. Okay, it's just he's a defensive dude, so it, right. Isn't it cool? Uh, none of these other people have cool names. Let me try the Packers again real quick. See if we get any good let's, names. Let's, let's see what comes up. Mm. Oh! Marquez Valdez Scantling. I do feel right. like we need to talk about something from the 49ers game, though. Uh, we, that are, if, are you thinking about the thing that was... Oh, there's a cool... There's a dude... Oh, my gosh. There's a dude that actually has a name that was used in the... Um, I can't believe there's a dude in here that has a first name that was actually made up in the, the key field. Ibrahim. There's actually an Ibrahim on... That's, well, that's a real that's name. A I know, but name, it was like... It's still pretty, it's funny. Still pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers game, that one was on NBC? NBC? Which... which? Uh, the Packers game was on... Uh, it doesn't tell me where it was anymore. I don't know. But who? I think it was NBC. Whoever it was on had... The weirdest graphics. They all had weird graphics. But the, oh. the Fox, the Fox one was the least weird. I would say. Is the Fox one the? F- that was the one we all watched. No, no, we watched uh, ABC. No, because I saw ESPN some weird ones. On a, okay, on yeah, on the ESPN, and we'll get to that game in a second. We all had complaints about certain things about that game. But, uh, but. let's see. Let me think. The uh, the bridge, the highway bridge. Oh man, that yeah. graphic. What are with how? Who gets paid to make these graphics? It looked like it was made in Blender. They what? were so bad. No, it looks like it was made by Blender by someone who just downloaded Blender. Yes, exactly. I the only one that I saw was sort of one where one of the players was edited to be like in front of a waterfall, making some like <laughs> football zinata. Yes. Yeah, like footballs oh, like football like spin and levitate. Oh, what was it that I said? It looked like uh, an ad for the general. That's, that's yes, what it looks yes. like. It was... 
I don't I, know who does this. I, I think know. that was in the 49ers game. And then there was one where they were uh, looking at the data and it had a bunch of football players sitting down at PCs. That was the Cowboys Patriots uh, game. Yeah. Where they had like the bad they had them photoshopped on the classroom discs. Oh my god. The I remember that the the street sign one was the 49ers game because it was talking yeah, about how like how they had to beat a bunch of good teams. Yes. And it was just like roadblocks. It was so bad looking. It was I just very bad. Who okayed it? That's what I want to know. I want to say now, I do think the Ravens game had the weirdest graphics, but it also I think they also looked the best done, which we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, I don't have much more on the 49ers-Packers game. Like, it was more entertaining than the Patriots game. It was interesting yes. watching Aaron Rodgers get shut down, and yeah. there is that whole thing that was like, if Aaron Rodgers is playing the game, it's not really over, and he kind of had like the flashes of almost getting there, and then the 49ers just said no every time, and I was like, eh, it's kind of what I thought it was going to be. But now we could talk about the real game, which was the Ravens-Rams game. Which, even though the Rams did nothing, I watched this game because it was just so fun. That was the most fun game that we As watched. Someone, all three of us went to Tech and watched the triple option for years. And even though, yeah. obviously, there's no NFL team that runs like a triple option. Yeah. The Ravens are running this really weird... They basically build their team around Lamar. Yeah. Who's only in his second year? Lamar, almost, almost Jack- like his Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, yeah. like his first and a half year actually, really. Yeah. Because he only played like half the year last year, and they're playing this kind of cool spread option. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really fun to watch as people who had who lived with the triple option for years. So, exactly. I can't remember if that's the if that's the guy who I'm thinking of. Basically, that's this is what I was referring to. This, there was one player on one of the teams who just was like so good at being like, oh, I could just run for it here, yeah, and we just that's yeah, that's just Lamar get in there and like. That's one of those things where you're like, okay, like, I don't really know the nuances of this game as well as I would like to, but, like, I know, obviously, that getting across the whole damn football field, running, well, you really did it. Like, I do know running man good. Exactly. And then, and he would see, you could see him, like, see the opportunity and be like, oh, I can go through these two motherfuckers and just, like... People kept calling, uh, comparing him to Michael Vick, which feels like... I, I, I feel like I only saw Michael Vick play, like... Two or three times. I never really, Two I didn't care about the Falcons back then because I lived in. Yeah. I, I'm I'm still like a Panthers kid. Exactly. So like I yeah. still watch the Panthers. I don't remember Michael Vick really. I don't, but I but like talking about the records that he set, I can, it's it's a good way to, it's a good way to quantify it. I think to quantify how just how good Lamar Jackson is in his second season, like in his second season in the NFL. first and a half. Uh, what really helps is they they really like that team really bought into him. Like they rebuilt the whole team around like what he does, mm-hmm. which is why it's working out for them really well. Not all, not a lot of teams won't just do it and go all in for like whatever rookie they have, but like they really did it for him. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's fun to watch. I really like the packages where they have like the they call it like the triple Heisman package where they have three college Heisman winners yeah. in the backfield and they just go ham and it's really fun to watch because you just don't know what's gonna happen. And I really didn't know what was gonna happen. Yeah, in that game. it was. It's the same reason Mahomes is fun to watch on the Chiefs. Is he just does dumb stuff in it was the just game? Straight up like explosive play. Like yeah, you guys were there. Like oh wow, I'm really excited. Like this is so much more exciting than the previous two games we watched. And and like you could see what they uh, what the uh, the Rams were doing to like try and counter it. And like they just got around it so easily. Like I don't even say the Rams were that bad of a team, but they're supposed to be pretty good defensively. Yeah. I just don't think anyone can beat the Ravens right yeah, now. Yeah, the Ravens are just better. Also, shout out to the Rams for having the best helmets in the NFL. I just, I really like the, the horn design. Also, shout out for this being a color versus color game, which is oh, yeah, always the, way more the fun. Color to watch. scheme was very pleasing yes. compared to, yeah. I love color games. Mm-hmm. Now, can we talk about how bad the ESPN layout? Oh, that was very God, weird. The score layout is. There so was like bad. a there was a scoreboard, a digital overlay scoreboard that, oh. and it just it looked like a. The scoreboard HUD thing from like one of the NFL like Madden games, like mm-hmm. it looked like a video game facsimile of itself. It, it was just yeah. Not good. It very specifically has two thousand five NFL game energy. Yes, exactly. Like the iron kind of like color design it, and the like. It it was just and it's so big. It was really big. I will always say that the best. The best looking like HUDs for scores are always the one that they have for college football on like ABC. Oh, those yeah. are the best. It's just that there. Looks so good. It's so small. 
They make it go away whenever things are actually happening. Exactly. That's all I want. I don't want this giant one quarter of my screen. Mm-hmm. with the And, like, the bottom right of it is just the ESPN logo. It's like, I understand you, you what channel that. I'm watching. Um, yeah, I went to this one for this thing. This is the only thing you guys do on here. The, okay. Um, Action figure graphic. What? Action <laughs> that one was graphic. weird, too. That one was weird, oh, but yeah. it actually looks like... An action figure. It looks pretty graphic. good. Looks ESPN good. has more graphic budget, I'm saying. Yeah. ESPN, good graphics, they bad layouts, bad layouts. Work on your in-game UI. Yes. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, it's hard to say much about this game other than good. That's... Like, it was just Raven's, fun to watch. Raven's good, fun to watch. It's like, it's harder to quantify than that. It's like... I can't just I, I can't explain like the feelings that you get when you're watching it, but it was just like entertaining. It felt like the game that would happen in a football movie, kind of, you know? Well, it's the same reason that people are kinda of sad, even that don't go to tech, that are sad the triple option is going away. Yeah. Because it's just fun to watch a team do weird things. Yeah. That absolutely. works for them and they're like the only people that do things that way. That's why it's mm-hmm. fun. I mean I feel like this is a good point to transition into like our level of football fandom and like how we I think that's yeah that's a good time to do it yeah so we all went to Georgia Tech um, yeah (laughs) and they had one truly good winning season while we were there no the first two seasons both seasons I was in band were good okay but one was way better than the other but they were good yeah and I remember like one was really good the uh, what year was it? That we My were sophomore football? year, so, so would the 2014-2015 season. Yeah, yeah, okay, so I was that there. was a truly great season. It was so fun. I, I, I'm i so glad that was my last year band in a way, because it was so fun. I remember listening to some of their games on the radio, and it was just oh, incredible. That was, because that, that was the year of the Miracle on Techwood, right? The Miracle, sorry, There's there were two while we were students, so right. I, I always get the two mixed up. Or was... Uh, I think the one you're thinking of, it might have been the year after that, but let me see. No, the Miracle on Techwood was in one of our bad, I think it was the next season. Oh, right. It was right, the 2015-2016 yeah. season, because it was like one of the few good things that season. Yeah, I remember that. No, the the 2015, the 2014 2014-2015 season was right. the one where we went to the ACC championship, we yes. beat Georgia, and we went to the Orange Bowl, and we yeah. beat Dak oh, Prescott. beating Georgia was so, that was so satisfying that year. That, yeah, that was the year of the kick. Oh, yeah. Where Har- by Harrison Butker, who then was drafted by the Panthers, and for some reason we decided to give him away to oh. someone else, and I'm still salty about it. So, Chris and I were raised in the South. Uh, in the South, college football is a much bigger deal than pro football, I feel like. I should also say, I- I'm from South Carolina, and, and so basically... Have, like, an ACC and SEC powerhouse team. Well, an ACC powerhouse team. Well, to be fair, Seth Connell was kind of a powerhouse when I was younger. But, yeah, when, uh, you know, so I grew Steve up, Spurrier was coaching. Yeah, when I grew up, Clemson was eh yeah. to good, and South Connell was pretty good most of the time. Mm-hmm. And then they started flipping. But now, like, obviously Clemson's really good. And Clemson's just a huge deal where I'm from, pretty yeah. much no matter what. Yeah. And it's kind pretty, of annoying. Yeah, you're pretty close to it. Yeah. And, and uh, now, I lived in Augusta, Georgia, which is a town on the border of South Carolina and Georgia. So the South Carolina-Georgia rivalry was huge there. Like, they had a, uh, an annual border bash whenever they played their uh, played their game. It was um, it was a big deal. You know, Allegiance was everything. There were some Clemson fans in the area as well. A few actually Florida fans, which was a little weird, but, you know, it's... There's it's, always one. The thing, yeah, the thing with Augusta is because there's, like, a big military base, you have people from all over. So... Um, that also was during Tebow craze, so I bet yeah. all the people that work oh, at the Masters yes. Plaza were really into Tebow. Yes, the oh, Masters God. Plaza being the weird Christian shopping center. Yeah. Wait, what? I thought that would have something to do with the Masters. No, well, that, it's, it's a joke. Across the street from the Augusta oh, it's whatever the clean version of a double entendre is. Yes, a Jesus entendre. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's that's the one. It's, uh, but Georgia in particular was what was. The most popular yeah there. and like i i'm not saying that my motivation to go to georgia tech was partially because of how annoying georgia fans have been but it helps it, it helped it helped some part of mine was i didn't want to go to clemson yeah for sure and like and usc sucked for what i wanted to do it is it is wild that like football played so much in plays so much into admission decisions 
down south. But it's that's just it. That's what you do on Saturdays in the south. Yeah. You watch college football. The... On Fridays, you watch high school football. On Saturdays, you watch college football. Because people care a lot about the geographical allegiances that they have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of people's parents went to these schools. A lot of... And it feels like Atlanta, even though it's only like two hours away from Augusta, it feels like a world away sometimes when you're growing up there. Yeah. And it's just a lot easier. And, you know, I'm not going to... And, you know, I'm not going to say that racism isn't contributing to people liking college football more than they like the NFL. It's certainly helping in the South, but I, I, I think you could say the same about just about everywhere. Yeah. Like, it's... but It's more tribal. Yeah. That's what helps college football is the tribalism. Yeah, to absolutely. A point. And, it's more, and it is just kind of more exciting to some people because it's unpredictable. Weird stuff happens all the time in college football. Yeah, exactly. Because some players are not good. Yeah, I mean, it's not really that, but the, and then some it's kind of part of it. Freaking great. Yeah. And just blow everyone out of the water. Yeah. It's uh, like I don't know. What about you, Gabe? Like, what football in your area? When people talk about football, what do they talk about? Because you grew up in Jersey, right? Yeah. So I grew up in Jersey, and the interesting thing is the the culture around like football is definitely a little different. Um, sort of anywhere that's not the southeast versus the southeast. Mm-hmm. I feel like, in the sense that like, for example, like nobody really talks about like high school football if their kid isn't playing it in like large parts of the country certainly where i grew up it was a lot less like ingrained in the culture and what's weird is like because of that there's a lot less like um you know like yeah i would say that it's pretty expected that like little boys love like getting into sports but like it's probably less common than it would be when it was if it were really deeply ingrained and so i kind of was able to just like go my whole life like I had, no, I had never had anything, like, actively against sports. It just never was really anything that I, like, dived into. There's, there just wasn't, like, key to basic interaction. And what's really weird is, like, I never actively disliked sports. So now, as an adult, I'll, like, who's perfectly happy to watch a game of football or, you know, any sport, I'm not going to list them all. You, you know them. You know it's kind of weird, isn't it? It's because I don't know what the fuck is yeah, going on. that's how I am with, like, hockey. I'll and try and watch hockey, and I don't understand what's going on, and it makes it hard for me to get into it that's the thing is it feels like people who are into it have been into it for so long the sport that I understand the most is the World Cup but part of that is because I'm Latino the World Cup is a sport it's an event yeah the World yeah yeah, soccer specifically that's what I'm trying to say but that's that's what we would always care about because you know we would always you know we would watch when the teams that we wanted to play and everything like that but like that was I would say that the World Cup more than anything especially in like 2010 and 2014 was really my gateway into enjoying sports and but that's brings up to a similar phenomenon because I feel like in the South, the way that we treat our college teams is very similar to how the English treat like their neighborhood soccer teams. Yeah, it's it's that regional specificity. You know. Yeah. The question I had for you is, where you were from? What are the teams that like people care about? Because there's not um, like a what college is right there that has a team that's like Rutgers. Rutgers would it be Rutgers? Is, Rutgers is about as I mean, Rutgers is really close to like where like the physical location that I grew up in. But like they're not. What's weird is like yeah, that's like a team that people will cheer for, but they're not like that relevant on the college football scene. So they're it kind of once you like realize that you're kind of like oh this is like. And then what professional team is actually? Is um, the Giants. Or is it the Giants or the Jets that play? It's Jets. They, Jets. Giants are the two like local teams. They yes. share the stadium, I think. It's it would kind of uh, probably be analogous to like the South Carolina Clemson thing in terms of like nothing else is quite as close that I can think of. Yeah. Because like what else? I because it'd have, have to be the Patriots. I just wasn't sure if Jersey cares more about the For some Giants. Reason, or I feel like I've heard more Jersey people caring about the Jets than the. Oh, Jets. Um, definitely. Also, Eagles. Some people were. Yeah, were I feel Eagles like fans. Eagles and Steelers. Um, oh yeah, you those know, are like, everywhere. It doesn't matter yeah, where you are. Too. That's that's true, but I feel like I, I hear more about that in Jersey because I because there are that. no New Jersey specific teams. You're either going to get that's why. Or yeah, I have no reason to say this, but Jersey feels like people that would be Eagles fans. I, I that means that. nothing. Okay. I think you understand what I'm saying. I, I understand. I wasn't so I wasn't deep enough in like any kind of awareness of football to really remember like the proportions of what kind like fans of what teams I saw a lot. But I'll tell you that the kid who I remember from like middle and high school who was consistently the most like overt about supporting his team was a huge Eagles fan. I've that never forgotten that guy. That's just never forgotten sense. that guy. Um but Eagles yeah. fans are like Patriots fans, but for a team that almost never really delivers. Exactly. That's, <laughs> Which I respect. That's my hot Go take. down with the it. ship. 
<laughs> Honestly, it's... I remember when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and that was back when I still lived in Home Park. That was against the Patriots, right? Uh, I think so. I think so, yeah, because I think I was at that same page. Patriots fans' house, and they were there was also an Eagles fan there, and it was very satisfying. But that was when I lived in Home Park, which is two blocks away from, from the Eagles, Eagles bar, bar, the only Eagles bar in Atlanta. Oh yeah, yeah. that is an Eagles. And that bar. place Eagles basically bar. burned to the ground. It was amazing. Oh, I ran outside and watched like God, what was happening. It was that's amazing. Incredible. Um, but yeah, I I guess for me, like I guess I have an interesting take because I've I was always in band. Right. So oh, yeah, I had to care about high school football for sure because I was in band. I was in drumline my first year of high school at a very small Catholic school, so like I cared about it that year, and then that carried over when I moved to yeah. public school. So I was in, I was in band in like a big four A South Carolina school. Granted, not the best school. We did all right, but um, it was a big deal there because like when you get to like the four A level, it starts getting a lot more serious. But. And then when I was in college, I was in band, obviously. So I really, I really followed college football the first two years I was in college when I was able to be in band, and uh, that kind of shaped it. But again, it was like, obviously, tech does things differently. Right. So it was just kind of interesting to watch from that. In terms of like growing up, I grew up a Panthers fan, and I remember the first Super Bowl I remember watching is the Panthers Super Bowl where we threw it away because John Fox is an idiot, but. That's a whole different thing. But uh, I'm still not really a Falcons fan. I'll root for them when they're not. It's weird to root for them because they're in the same division as the Panthers. And I'm still definitely a Panthers fan. So I grew up a Saints fan, which is very... That's like sacrilegious now. It's... For I, where you live. For where I live. It's very. It's a very weird split loyalty that I have. Because my parents met in New Orleans and dad used to go to Saints games in like the 80s. Like I think that's 70s. actually considered the most bitter rivalry there oh, is it absolutely is so i'm in a very weird place so like i get excited for the falcons when they're winning but i you know i just don't cheer on either side of the saints falcons games like i like to see both of the teams do well it's it's a very strange position yeah for me. and my dad still uh still refuses to uh drink out of the falcons cup that we have here in this room <laughs> and like, damn and like is just okay my dad will not have this it. is this is one thing so this is this is a moderate example what you're describing yeah. here of of this but like the amount that people like get like actively very emotionally invested in like not just their own football team but like things and in and, and other people's relationships to those teams and teams that care about those teams it like borders on like a little like okay, calm down there, big guy. Sometimes. Well, you see the thing is, but, like, my it's dad also doesn't even regularly watch the games, but he still got that ingrained in him that he's just like, no, I don't like the Falcons. Of course, I remember one time we were watching the uh, we we were watching a football game that was on TV just somewhere, and I was like, oh hey dad, the Falcons are winning. He was like, oh who are they playing? The Packers? Go Chiefs heads. <laughs> That's <laughs> so like <laughs> this is when I must have been like middle school or something. Speaking of first Super Bowl, I remember watching. Raiders, uh, Raiders, Pirates. Is that Tampa Bay and Oakland? I'm trying to remember what year that was. Because like, the one I'm thinking of, I think I think the Panthers one was 2001, wow, or maybe it was 04. Yeah. I'll I check. Think, I think mine might have been like 03 or something like that. And then I watched. I used to go to the. I remember liking the Super Bowl youth group parties a lot because we would project it on the wall. Yeah, you gotta gotta get that projector going. Exactly. There's one particular catch that I remember. I think it was the year that Prince did the. Uh, Halftime show, which is the best halftime show that there's ever been. No one will convince me otherwise. Okay. Um, there was a All right. one of the giant. I think it was Giants Eagles, or no, or Jets Eagles. I don't remember. But somebody caught a pass off of their helmet. Somebody jumped into the air. The pass had been. It's the Giants one. The Giants. And that was uh, Odell Beckham. That was Odell Beckham. Yeah, that's the catch. The catch. That's what it was called back then. That was. That is... I think the, that's what they called the catch. Yeah, but it was the yeah. off-the-helmet catch, yeah. That is the moment that has stuck with me literally forever, you know? Like, I... That's probably my favorite... Uh, 2004 was the Raiders game? 2004 is the one I remember. That's the Panthers one. You you yeah. said Raiders... Yeah, I said Raiders-Pirates. There's it's no Pirates. I'm thinking of Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Yeah, Raiders-Buccaneers. There's a fancy word for Pirates. Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay versus Oakland. Playoff appearances, but that that is the moment that I was like, oh yeah, this pro football thing actually may be okay, maybe pretty good, and I do enjoy watching a Super Bowl, especially when it's like two thousand two is the one you remember. Yeah, two thousand two. Man, I had a my like really 
I guess most distinct positive like memory of watching a football game is relatively recent, like not like, you know, a year and something ago, which was right before I graduated college. I was like, well, like you don't like you got to go to at least one college football game before you graduate, and it was like the last one that where that would have been for me. And so my roommate and like at least like two of my roommates were already going. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go, and. One thing that I felt like made it really enjoyable was one of the guys that I lived with at the time, I got along great with this guy, and he was really actively, like, interested in college football, and so, like, this guy was just, like, chill about, like, I would be like, okay, what, explain, like, this thing to me, because I know, yeah. I know the basic rules of the game, like, you, you can't grow up in the U.S. without, I feel like, knowing the basic rules of football, but, like, you know... Things like, okay, like, if given that I know the rule to be this, like, what just happened there, that feels like that would, yeah, you know, exactly. contradict that. Or why are people doing this thing over and over? Because there's a lot of little nuances to, to football. But, like, I have a that, – that day I remember really positively of just being like, okay, like, once someone actually walks me through this, like, I understand, like, the dynamic that, that makes this interesting. Granted, it was also, like – less stressful than attending a sports game is normally because the like, student section was really empty so it wasn't really crowded. Yeah. So I was able to like kind of not have to look over people's heads and you know, I was able to just chill. I but. will say, favorite football memory, I was driving Uber the night of like the Florida State Georgia Tech game. Yeah. Techwood one? Yeah, Tech, yeah, Techwood one. So I listened to the radio broadcast. <laughs> Hearing the blocked kick happened on the radio oh, man. in a hotel parking lot while I was waiting for someone to come into the Uber. I was so f- hyped, man. That was fun. I was at the game. That was yeah. uh, that was awesome. Oh, uh, just the block, like, the best way to win a game. Sometimes it, listening it, like, to super cool calls on the radio is more fun than watching it. Oh, it honestly. absolutely is. And it made it, like, better to go back and watch it. Yeah. I bet like, you there are compilations of those going back, like, a hundred years. Oh, there oh, are. Absolutely. I, I bet you there are ones, like, with, like, dudes in the annoying old, like, transatlantic accent narrating the... Well, every now and then I think about, you know... And he picks up the football. Yeah, exa- exactly. But then you also think about something like, Braves win! Braves win! Braves win! Well, like, I think, for me... Well, okay. So, I should also say that, like... Part of my sports relation growing up thing is my whole family's from North Carolina where basketball is king. Right. And so I'm super into basketball. Basketball is the sport I could do a podcast on. Yeah. I can nerd out on like schemes for the. My Thanksgiving book was a basketball book that was like 200 pages. I read it in an hour and a half. <laughs> but like, uh, for me, it's always the bang. I don't know if you know what that is. And in the NBA, there's a guy that always does commentary. I can't remember his name right now, but his iconic catchphrase he just says bang on like the biggest shots and he's always done it and it's oh. like the greatest thing in the world yes but like it's like what's what's good the commentary can make or break your game experience what's the name of the guy that says there's some player that always says the same thing matter of factly yes but, oh that's Kai Whelan yes thank you what the <laughs> buckets Boardman gets paid yeah Boardman gets paid <laughs> but uh what was I, I think my favorite football thing was being in the band when uh the kick happened and we beat georgia the my sophomore year Mm -hmm. that was like that was the most insane thing i've ever seen live in my life because we were in the uga stadium when it happened for the listeners the the kick was uh the the end sequence of the georgia georgia tech game and i guess it was 2014 or 2015 it depends on what year it was it was the 2014 2015 season would have been 2014 then because yeah yeah you're right it's always in november yeah so like we should we that was the year we were really stupid good and ended up going to the acc championship game in the orange bowl and all that but that the end of that game was basically we we were down by three and then i can't remember if the if we were ahead by three no i I can't remember what the circumstance the kick was, but the kick was not what ended the game. Yes. But the kick was, I'll have to, I'd have to find what the exact number is, but it was something like a 62 or something stupid amount yard field goal because we had nothing else we could do. Yeah. And it was Harrison Butker who now plays for the Chiefs in the NFL. Um, and I'm kind of convinced this was one of the reasons he probably got drafted. He's stupid good kicker. But it was like... He he kicked it, and I think it was it was either to tie the game or it was just to get any points on the board in overtime. It was one of the two, um, and like that kick just 
Oh, I mean, okay. It it sang and it just barely squeaked. It was the most nerve-wracking thing in the world. And where the band seats are when you're in the tech band at the Georgia Stadium is almost in line with that field goal. So I had like a side view of it, like just squeaking over by like quite literally maybe like four inches. Oh, man. It was the most insane thing I've ever seen, like personally at a football game. And just nobody expected it to work, but the fact that it just did, it was just insane. And that's that stadium was so dead, except for like the section the band was in. Everything, everybody else just stopped talking. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. And then the game actually ended with like a pick in the end zone by Tech that ended it after we finally scored like something. Yeah. But like, that was the greatest thing ever. That was a good game. I mean, it was a good game to watch. That was the most hype I've ever been on a Saturday after Thanksgiving. It was so crazy. The oh. band had to get an, a police escort out of the stadium. I, I I have a piece of the hedge somewhere still. Oh. I don't know where I lost it. So I have it somewhere. Yeah, Bethany, why are you looking at me weird? Oh yeah, because Bethany went to UGA. Bethany went to UGA. Yeah, my sorry. wife went to UGA. My wife went. My to... wife. Look, my wife went to UGA. Yeah, I have a piece of the hedge somewhere. Yeah, the dogs are wearing red bandanas right now, and Bethany's... Oh. We put this on, and Bethany was like, oh, that's perfect, they're dressed for the game. And I was like, no! (laughs) But yeah, like, I don't know. Here's a a thing that'd be interesting to ask. When you were watching the NFL games, what are you watching? Like, are you... Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, you watch it, but before the ball snapped, what are you watching? Are you watching just like the quarterback or whatever? I mean, I or do you so stare just the, like I, in the middle blankly? I don't know the words. I tend to like look on the look on the edges, like uh, like see who's moving to the side, how they're countering it. Some so like then, the motion. But like once yeah. this once the snap happens, it's all on the ball. Like and like I guess I'll look around it too, but it's still it's I, I guess it's just you know six year old soccer. Keep your eyes on the ball. Very still, much, yeah. much still ingrained in me. I think which I, is why I'm not so great at playing FIFA sometimes because I pay too much attention to, to the ball. ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like I think I I can't remember at the beginning of the game exactly where like my attention mostly was drawn. I'll say like I I generally I'm trying to be like okay like I want the proper like knowing that I don't that I'm not used to watching this sport. I want like context for whatever's about to happen. So I tend to be like okay like. You know, reassess the situation, like who's actually on offense right mm-hmm. now, like all that kind of stuff. But once that became like instant, because it takes like ten minutes to be like, okay, this is the information I need. Absolutely. I remember at one point you said, Chris, um, you were talking about like the the difference in like how they're gonna how they organize, like like split up the players. There there are t- two pairs of numbers. Oh yeah, I was I was explaining the three four and the four three to you. Yes. In the, in, during the Ravens game. So yeah. so at that point, that gave me like a thing to be like, okay, like. At this point in the game, they're setting up that or the other, like, configurations of that sort, and that's, like, something I should pay attention to because it makes a real difference. And, like, the things that are the, that vary strategically, I feel like are always the most interesting to watch. So when I'm watching a sport or, like, a game I'm not familiar with, that tends to be, like, the thing I'm, like, trying to figure out is, like, what, what exactly is, like, are they each doing differently that's, like, most relevant that people are excited yeah. to see? I think for me, I actually have like the opposite of John, which is I very rarely watch the ball, and I kind of have that I think from basketball where like I'm so into like defensive sets and like the screenplays that I'm trying to figure out what's happening, and that's why I just don't pay attention to the ball that much until it's relevant. So until then, I just watch everything else that's developing. What what the one I guess that's one gripe I have against the watching the football game, and it's not against the sport. It's just. It, what makes it hard in the TV format is there's a certain point for some plays in the NFL where you just can't see what's developing yeah, anymore. It exactly. moves beyond what they can say, and they're going to keep it on the quarterback all the time. Of course. Versus, like, in basketball, you can always see what's developing. You, I mean, you have all the information. The difference in the size of the field. Exactly, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's not a gripe on the sport. It's yeah. just, for me, as a person watching it, it throws me off because I'm used to basketball where I'm watching everything developing. I don't really care what's happening with the ball until I know it matters. But that also has to do with like how into and understanding of basketball I have. Yeah. But like that's kinda how I watch it. I'm watching like pretty much everything except the ball. Um, except that was not as true in the Ravens game where I was just watching Lamar Jackson yeah. the entire game instead. Lamar Jackson so entertaining to watch. Man, you think you think they'll uh you think they'll make it to the Super Bowl? I think the game 
as we're recording this, the game tomorrow will be a good indicator of how well they're going to do because the Ravens and the 49ers play tomorrow. Right. So that'll be, that'll a, be an interesting game to watch. That'll be interesting to see if the 49ers can stop the Ravens. If not, I think the Ravens have a pretty decent chance to maybe get to it. It'd be a fun Super Bowl to watch. I would definitely. I mean, I'll watch Super Bowl and what, yeah, no, no matter what, what but, but yeah. that would make it way more fun. Last last year's Super Bowl was boring. I will say. I it was so boring that I don't even remember watching it. Honestly. Yeah, you were here. Like that's. But everyone like left early. Oh, it was the Rams Patriots. So yeah, yeah, it was just nothing. The Rams were doing nothing, and it wasn't fun. Exactly. Yeah. Do we have a thing? I think one thing that we were planning on doing was we have a list of football facts. We do. I was about that. to pull those up. Yeah, All give right, a sampler of our format. Yeah, this is, this is what we're going to do to round it out. But yeah, Adam sent me like one, two, three, four, five. He sent me five. That's so many. And well, we're going to try and do it a little bit lightning. And then... He texted me the answers in a, on a different messaging service, which I ignored. So I don't know the answers to any of them, but they're all in the same message. So we're so going to go down go, the line. We're going to go down the line and see what's and then, what. Yeah. Cool. Someone take notes. So, yeah. Or take your own notes on your phone, what you think yes. true or false on all these. Yeah. So here's the first one I've got. It says, in 1934, the NFL removed a rule that penalized multiple incomplete passes with a flag. Multiple incomplete passes with a flag? No, yes. no, no, like as in they would no longer flag. But they used that means they used to. That's so like your team is playing too bad. Kind of penalty. That's kinda of what that's implying. Yeah, wait. So like what would that have been a penalty before they removed it? Would that have ever been a penalty is kind of what the question well, is. Well, I know that football was originally very much a rushing game, so I think that makes sense. Oh, like you're being disrupted. It's like you maybe you're trying to you're, not even you're trying to stop it. the clock. Because the, the clock stops uh, when you do an incomplete pass. Oh, yeah. It was kind of like that one... Um, You're talking about the basketball, the basketball rule. rule? Yeah, they had to do because... Uh, uh, man, I forgot the dude's clock, name. Right? Yeah, they had a shot clock because someone finally realized, like, what if we just scored once and then just held the ball the next time we got it? And the final score of the game before they instituted shot clock, I think, was like 19-18 to 18 in a basketball game. And that's when they were like... We yeah, gotta do something we gotta about do this. Something about yeah, so this. I think this is true. I think yeah, that leads me to believe like yeah, it seems like an obvious oversight. Yeah, going but, from the idea that originally football was much more about rushing than passing because quarterbacks weren't great. Yeah. I think I would go with true too. I think. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's so you write that true. down. Can someone write down mine too? Yeah. What yeah. I say? I'll I'll put down yours too. The second one is, in 1945, the NFL championship game ended in controversy because at the time, if you threw an incomplete pass from your own end zone, it was a safety. If you threw... So, like, if the quarterback was inside their own end zone, like the end zone the other team's trying to score in, and they threw an incomplete pass, that counted as a safety. For That feels... And so they're saying that in 1945, the championship game ended by that. Do you know what a safety is, Gabe? Yeah, do you need to explain a safety? But I don't understand how this would... A safety? So basically, yeah, if, good. If, you're de- if you are down, uh, if, you, if, if the uh, defensive team pushes the offensive team back into their own end zone and forces them down there, they score a point. Two. Two points. They, they get two, two points, points and the ball. Okay. And the ball. Okay. Yeah, they get the ball back right after. So you're the saying if got you the throw an incomplete pass out of your own end zone... Because you were the last person possessing the ball in, and you're standing in the that's, end zone... Yep. Is so, it like kind of triggers the same condition? That, I don't know. I don't know though. But the, the key there is at the down. time. The line of scrimmage wouldn't be moving though. That's what's mus- that's what's messing with me. The at the time is going with me, but I kind of am with you. They like I don't think an incomplete pass ever moved the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I don't think so. so. Unless that's there was a, a rule good, specifically that's a for that case. Piece of co- yeah, it's like did was that also a different rule at the time? Yeah, I'm, Do, go, I'm going false here. The reason I could see there is if they were trying to treat it almost like a special case. Intentional grounding rule. Intentional grounding being the idea that, like, if the quarterback is in what's considered, the, and I'm not going to explain all this, but if the quarterback is in, like, the pocket, which is, like, the main area they would pass, like, if they're not running on the edges, right. you're actually, you're not allowed to just throw the ball into the ground and get an incomplete pass or just throw it anywhere. Be, that's called intentional grounding. Because yeah, right. all you're doing then is, like, making sure you can't get sacked and lose yardage. Right. That's yeah. not legal. So, like, if you're doing that, you have to, like, run outside the pocket to the side and Oh, throw it yeah, away yeah. so unless they were going for something similar to the intentional grounding rule back then which I don't even know if that exists in the 40s if they're going for something that's like you're throwing a ball away just to not get sacked and get a safety maybe I, don't, I, I still don't oh, see like you're it. saying otherwise if you were about if it was about to happen you could just like that's the that's the only reasoning away. I could see for that rule is like you could just get rid of the ball 
Wait, but that kind of feels like what? Because what would they do now to prevent that case from happening? That well, it could have been this was before intentional grounding. Okay. And I I don't even know what happens if you do intentional grounding in the end zone. I I really don't know. I then think... I then I actually believe it because I think like. I just don't know. I'm if gonna it's go covered by a different rule now that you could do that. Maybe. And it must have. I'm gonna I'm gonna say true, and you're gonna say okay. false. I'm gonna say right. false. Yeah, I'm gonna say okay. false. Okay, before 1948, when officials were given whistles, they used horns tied around their hands to stop all the plays. I have to say true to this because I want it to be true. I have no I, other reasoning. I, what, is a, what is a horn tied around your hand? So it would have been something like a bicycle horn, right? Where you would just be like... It's either that or it's like one of those like toy horns where you like blow it. Like a little bugle. How That's what the, I'm imagining. What is like the whistle invented? Like, Because it's not... You don't Whoa. really ever need. When one. was well, the whistle invented? For, well, there there were naval whistles in like the British Royal Navy. I'm pretty sure. When was whistle a thing? <laughs> 1878. Wow, so later than I thought it was. That was when the first whistle was blown by a referee in a sporting event. Okay, no, I think uh, this is extreme. Well, that kind of, I think this is extremely false. I don't think that ruined it. I just wanted to no, know when whistles, whistles existed. Were th- no, because 1878 would have been around the time that association football was getting. I, I just think so. that if the whistle exists, like you're not gonna miss that. You're I not just gonna not think of it and use a bike horn. I don't know. That's insane. They associated that too much with soccer, and they were like, <sighs> I put true because I want it to be true. That's I, I my do only want reasoning. This to be true. Let's. I'm, I'm going true. I think this can't not be real. This can't not or can't be real. This. I'm saying false. Okay. It's insane to me that you would miss the existence of whistles. Okay. 1953. Otto Graham suffered a laceration, and the Browns famously created the first face mask out of a piece of plastic in the locker room right after that. Okay. So they didn't have face masks, and dude gets his face cut, and one dude on the team is like, "What if?" That makes sense to me. But would it be legal for them to do? I guess it doesn't matter if it's legal or not. It's the 50s. Everything yeah. was legal. That actually makes sense, and that tracks. As I can far see as that true. Goes too. I think this is true. Yeah, because they didn't have any safety equipment. Leather helmets. Leather heads. Leather heads. Leather heads. Man, All that right. movie was a huge deal where true. I grew up. I never actually yeah. saw it, even though it's Clooney and Krasinski. Which... It was just a big deal because it was filmed in Greenville. Oh, it was filmed in Greenville. Yeah, like so Clooney, Clooney was, was all over town. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody made a huge big deal. There were a bunch of people in Greenville that were extras oh, in it. Love Clooney. All right, the last one is I said. I said true to that. Yeah, I got it. In 1956, Paul Brown installed radios in the quarterback's helmet so that he could communicate with them, but they had problems because the radios were picking up police scanners and taxi dispatchers. True. Yeah, he watched that one episode of SpongeBob where they, like, help SpongeBob with the driving testing, and he was like, oh, I gotta do that. (laughs) I believe this is football. Yes, in 56, he watched that episode of SpongeBob. I believe this is true. This is absolutely true. Yeah. I think I I have to go with true also. Um, I'm doing that, too. I, I think... Open the text Okay, message. wait. All what's right. everyone's rundown? Okay. So In I'm order, tr- there's five, right? I am true, false, true, true, true. Okay. I am true, true, false, true, true. And then I was the same as you, true, right? True, false. True, true, true. Mm. Yours is on the right, not on the left. Yeah, yours yeah, is the true, same false, as true, true, true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to open this text message from Adam. It said, they are all true. Whoa! <laughs> Shit, all man. True. Well, that's we're pretty close then. Yeah, we're, we're all... We were all four out of five. 80%. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wait, which ones were the two that in numbers two and three were the ones? So that, the safety is one that we the did. incomplete pass safety and the whistle one. So you didn't believe whistles. We didn't. So believe yeah, they the just safety. had little horns. Yeah. So so the it depends feel, on what you're imagining. I I I like both the idea of the little awooga horn oh. like in their head, but I also like the idea of a little be like little bugles like, that they have. Ah. Yes. So the I. I, I, I do want to bring up though, like with, with the one that uh, with the one that I knew or knew, with the one that I guessed true and y'all did not. I have to wonder. So what do they do? So now, so my thought yeah, process was this rule is in place because uh, if you otherwise, if you were ever about to get safety, you would just chuck the damn ball as far away from well, you I as you could get it. So what exists now to prevent now, you? Doing it's what that? I thought it was. So if you get intentional grounding as a penalty in the end zone, it is a safety. Oh, okay. Oh, so it, it, this it's effectively still exists. It's just been but I don't think intentional rule. grounding may have existed back then. Right, yeah. so they didn't have another rule yeah. to so like it was just cover this, this concept. I'm seeing if there's a better... The better example of this is... Well, this is a little loose. Let me think. Um, intentional grounding is committed when you throw a pass with no realistic chance of completion in order to avoid a sack. 
but that means that like you have to be inside the pocket which is like this is hard to explain if you don't know the lineups but essentially you know how there were like five six people on the line in front of the quarterback sure there's yeah. two of them that are offensive tackles if the quarterback is in between them and a certain amount of yards back uh-huh. that's the pocket if he's in there and he just throws the ball wherever that's when it's grounding. This sounds just about as complicated as the soccer offsides. Rule. Yeah, it's a little weird. Listen, one thing that always strikes me about football is the the frequency with which like rules need to be added beyond like the base rules of the game because there's just something that's so exploitable otherwise. But like how it actually functions, like you still are left with a functioning game. So, I feel like I feel like just to close it out, I've just got one thing. I feel like we should talk about like considering everything and like the entire world of sports, not just the major sports. What is y'all's favorite sport to watch? And it can Basketball. Be off the wall answer. Oh, it's man. not even a contest for me. Not a big contest. You see, I was I was kind of expecting you to say esports. Well, I don't. Do we? Are we counting? I that? count it. I count it. Because like, I I have to admit that that's like that would be my easy answer because that's like what I grew up. Well, that doing made it harder and for What me. I more directly relate. to. I watch esports a lot. You watch esports, but so like, it depends on like favorite. I don't know. I probably watch esports more than I watch basketball now, but I. You are more invested in basketball. I'm more... not. It's not even that. I don't know a better way to explain it. I don't know. If we were going traditional sports, I'd say basketball. If we were going with like, like what we would watch the most now, it's probably esports for me now. I will say, um, for me personally, traditional... If we... The answer is traditional sports. It's soccer. It's absolutely Yeah, soccer. I assumed we were doing but traditional sports. But yeah. it's especially like... Especially international games. I, I just love that. I love national teams. It's, it's so much more fun to me. But I also really love watching figure skating. That, yes. Which is a sport. So I like watching professional rounds. <laughs> Stop. Chris believes that no no real human figure skaters exist and they're all actually robots. They're all too good. They're all robots, yeah. No one so, can figure skate. So I have to admit, I, I think the sport I grew up most around was baseball. And there's kind of a nostalgia factor there, but I also like it because it comes in really digestible chunks. Like oh, they yeah. they start and stop and like there is a like yeah. you can describe the play in like a letter, basically. Oh, what's your team? Uh, well, I, I grew up a Mets fan, so that's that makes default. sense. Yeah, I, I that's used to be a Mets. I was a Mets fan growing up, yeah. and then now I'm a now I'm a Braves fan. I'm a fan of the team from Atlanta. Yeah, that's. I think like definitely with there being not a lot of tension between those two things. I'm like, yeah, I like the Braves too. I live here. The Mets and the Braves. That's a rivalry, dude. Yeah, but it's like not. It's like the. It's so overshadowed by like the Yankees. I feel like most I feel people like, like it's for, a divisional. They're in the same division that. though. That's I feel why like it's a problem. I feel yeah, like our biggest rivalry lately has been with the Nationals, honestly. But I think everyone just hates the Nationals. I well, everybody likes them now that they beat the Astros, and the Astros are the villain of the. The Astros are the MLB. villain of everyone. I got super into baseball the last year. I will say that it it came way back, and I don't know what it was that finally made it click again for me. But I got super into baseball. I watched a lot of baseball this year. It seems like you did. I, I know. I do know that basketball is always the thing you're like on all. The I watched time. like eighty percent of the Braves games on TV this year. What was it? Game four that just absolutely devastated us. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that was hard. Mm. But like, yeah, I don't know. Just the difference between checking the score on my phone, three minutes apart. I had it on the radio, and I turned on the radio off after like the first four pitches. I think I was like, mm, "Yep, cool." Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, well, that's a depressing note to end on. But well. <laughs> uh, listen, there are other shows doing show swaps throughout the network. Again, you can catch Adam on Sorted with uh, Brittany. Uh, I think by now, by the time this comes out, they all all the others should have happened. All the others should have happened. Yeah, this is probably the last. We got held up, so I think we're gonna be the last one to go. Yeah, you can catch Chris and I on the No Dice uh, feed. I GM the game of Lasers and Feelings. It was a lot of fun. Who played in that? I can't. It was Chris, uh, Lachlan from the Ghoul Tank, and Emily from Steampunks. Okay. All right. And that was a fun game. That was a lot of fun. The the clip that. I think Brady put out of it. I don't remember saying the joke I said, but it was a good joke. Yes. What did you say? We were just riffing on, on stupid names for Terminator, Terminator, and I think Terminator. I called it Terminator Four this time. What did I say? They'll they will reference. I I'll be back. No, I had a different one that was better than that one. Terminator Four, which is actually Terminator Two. This, this is time. Term- oh yeah, it was Terminator Four, but Terminator Four. This time it's actually Two. This is the second Terminator. Terminator Four. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I've not seen any of the Terminator movies, so this is like not. I'm just like, all right, that's good one. Got him. Got Arnold's him. in it. Uh, 
But that was a lot of fun. And then uh, I'm trying to remember who else did. Uh, we see. already said the sorted one. I did an episode of Steampunks with my wife Bethany at Steampunks. Did an episode uh, of home viewing. My wife, Bethany. My wife. Yeah. I I don't. My know. wife. I don't get that. My wife. My wife. I get the bore out. <laughs> yeah, one. it's from a. Was that? Was that Mabim Bam that had that old discussion about the second version of my wife? I don't remember, but I just did the my, the uh, Al Pacino one. The, my wife! Yeah. The one I'm thinking of is the one that's like, my wife, which is like the white man talks about his wife thing. Yeah. Um, my wife is super, super into yarn. Yeah, okay, you got it. Like, I actually get what... The, that's kind of the aesthetic I was getting. This was like, like a discussion for our podcast. Yeah. You can catch every other Friday on the Pocket Podcast Network. Yeah, and uh, I don't remember if they have a sign-off, so... So I was gonna go for a joke of like normally we say don't believe everything you hear, but these were all true, the facts that they gave us, so it's like let's just go with this. Except this time. I got it, I got it, I got it. Football good. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.